0: this? One. I'm not a sound engineer. <laughs> I just learned stuff from from doing this yeah, for so right? long. Uh, let's see if this works. What's this icon mean? Screw it. We're gonna get cool. that. All right, microphone check. This is the kickback. We are back again. Um, back at the Hive, which is extremely exciting for me. This has been a spot that I've been looking at, um, looking at for a while. I don't live in Phoenix. In Phoenix yet so coming down here is kind of a haul, but I'm here with April Howard. Howland. How Howland. Oh man I should have looked too. I always look around. I always look. Um
1: here, here's a business card. Yeah see perfect, perfect.
0: April Howland, (laughs) not Howard Howland. Yes. Why am I thinking Howard? I don't know. Is there someone in my class? It happens
1: all the time.
0: That's the last time that's gonna happen over here then. (laughs) Um I'm here with April Howland from April Howland Studios. It's another shop at the Hive i'm i'm excited so i haven't been in here too too much um last time i came in here i think you may have been closed actually Mm -hmm. um yeah i think you might have been closed so i just you know i just didn't get a chance to see Mm -hmm. but you were telling me earlier that there are a bunch of local artists here yes which is super exciting that's something that like as I've gotten older, I've appreciated more as a vocal artist. Because, you know, when you're a kid, you want to be Jay-Z. You want to be, mm. you know, you want Nike. You want, and mm-hmm. as I get older, I'm like, no, this, like, the local scene's it's pretty cool. Nine times, like, 99 times out of 100, the local scene's cool. Yeah. In Phoenix, it is hard, though, because yeah. this isn't L.A., this isn't New York, this yeah. isn't, you know, the Bay. No. But, We're getting there. <laughs> when you say we're getting there, is that somewhere that you think you want to... Do you want to be in LA or would no. you rather...
1: What I mean by that is I think the art scene here is rising fast. Especially with the urban artists.
0: Yeah, yeah. the urban art here is starting to go crazy. But
1: uh, urban art helps sell fine art too. so Because a lot of urban artists are fine artists. So, okay. You know, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm interested in that because... We always saw. So it, it's interesting in my in my experience because I'm not. I didn't really grow up anywhere. Mm-hmm. I had. I was a military brat, and so I came up in Hawaii. I came up in Texas. Came up in California. My parents are from uh, Chicago, so it's a little bit weird for me because I don't have like a. I have an appreciation for graffiti, and I have an appreciation for urban art because those two things are a little bit more different than people want to talk about. Yeah. Um. But it always seemed like fine art was like hands in pockets, which I I did. And I'm not sure if you know. So like I looked at one of these and I put my hands in my pockets. Um, but it always seemed that fine art was like hands in pockets. This is for rich people.
1: Oh well, I wouldn't agree with that completely. I mean, I think uh, a lot of art collectors who collect who collect you know older pieces, you know, Picasso's, Monet's, that kind of thing. Yeah. Obviously, they have a lot of money. <laughs> but, right, yeah. uh, But I have a lot of collectors for my own personal uh, art that aren't
0: wealthy people. I think what's starting to happen is that I think people are starting to appreciate art beyond just like, you are only an artist if you are painting. Mm-hmm. You are only an artist if you are... You know, I think people are starting to feel... Like, you know what I don't hear anymore that I used to hear a lot even as a kid, was, oh, my kid could do this. What makes this, you know, modern right, art? Right, And you don't really hear that
2: anymore. Not a lot. I, haven't I mean, heard. here, I haven't here heard. and there, you'll
0: hear old yeah. heads going to say that, but it's very, very rare that someone, like, younger than, like, 70 <laughs> would say something, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of goes towards the appreciation mm-hmm. because sometimes you like it just because you like the colors. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah nine times out of ten that's why people buy things that they like is because they like godless yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so
0: what? as far as the studio though what is it that you have here like is there something that you like what, what you know what actually what got you into it what got you oh, into oh I've been
1: I've been drawing since I was four and uh, I had a job I had a couple different jobs before I started painting full time mm-hmm. that was uh, full time it was about eleven years ago um I, you know, I, I've, been, I've been artistic my whole life, I would say, and both of my jobs before this was uh, artistic. I was a graphic designer for AJ's Fine Foods, and I was a nail tech in North Scottsdale, so I so, did tons of nail art. So it was, you know, everything was very art forward in my life, and okay. um, when I got to go to Africa for the first time, I came back and quit my job, and did my very first art show and sold a bunch of work and kept going after that. So so now I own this gallery, and I help other artists also sell their work along
0: with mine. That's something that has always been kind of what drew me more to art at a certain extent. Uh, art, and, art and sport, I'd say, to a certain extent, are very, very similar in that you do want to reach back and help the next people coming up. Generally speaking, yes. Yeah. And I've
1: found, there's been some instances in my yeah. art career that that hasn't worked out. There's but some. Yeah, there's, there's, some. there's some. But, um, but for, for me, personally, I have a wonderful mentor named Diana Hessen, who is a very well-established artist here in Scottsdale. And she's helped me with the business side of things and um, a lot of different aspects of being an artist. And so she helped me, so I feel like I need to pay it forward, too. And I, I love helping other artists sell their work because I love to watch that transaction happen and then and then see how people appreciate their work and see how that artist just feels so filled up after that it's it's kind of a gift
0: it's different than just like oh somebody liked this on instagram yeah because somebody liked it enough that they pulled out their wallet and they told you personally i like this 250 dollars worth yeah or however much it is you know like i think that is something that it does feel a little bit different yeah yeah. When, when you're like, oh, wait, no, people, like, I can sell this. Yeah. Because, and it's not my family, <laughs> you know?
1: Right, right. It starts there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, my first piece I sold was I was in high school. Oh, wow. And uh, it was a drawing of a mountain lion. And I grew up in Sedona. And so my grandmother worked at a t shirt shop in downtown Sedona, uptown Sedona, whatever you want to call it. And uh, her owner, the owner saw my drawing and he's like I want that on t-shirts and I was like okay, sure he's like, I'm going to pay you for it I'm like oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. I can get paid for this <laughs> so um, that kind of started it I really like like, oh, I I dig did that so that kind of started the forward progress of my art career
0: and Sedona is interesting because that's a completely different vibe than Phoenix oh yeah it's not... Even, like, Scottsdale Phoenix, there's a little bit of crossover. It's not much, but there's a little bit. Mesa and Phoenix is a little bit of a crossover, but again, it's not. But yeah. Sedona might as well be Jupiter. Just what's <laughs> like... So. Well, here's <laughs> what I'm, So, this is... We don't have this quite to the same extent, but when you look at places like... Um, I, I used to live in California. I used to live in Texas. I used to live in, like, Virginia. Mm-hmm. There's... It's interesting because you always have your like your financial city and you have your artist okay. kind of city right. so like right. san francisco and la yeah. which there are a lot of art and finance right. in yeah. both. but yeah. you kind of need that balance Correct. and to me we don't really have it here because you got phoenix and then like tucson's not quite it they got some good art in tucson oh. but it's not a retreat the same right. way that sedona is right. but sedona is also this like tucked away Everybody knows about it, but nobody really like knows about it. Yeah. Mountain town, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. Unfortunately, they
1: know about it now. <laughs> it is so busy there. My family still lives there, so yeah, it's it's. Has busy. it started picking up now? Oh, it's it's. Yeah, they're landlocked at two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh,
0: jeez. Because I remember when when like when I first moved here so my family moved here in 2008 mm-hmm. and it was still relatively low key. Like, it was, mm-hmm. My family lives in up north mm-hmm. so it was a little bit more popular just because it was like an hour away from sure. us. Whereas here it's like an hour and a half yeah. away. Yeah. You know but yeah. it hasn't gotten that much. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, dude. Yeah. I grew up there. It was a sleepy little town when I was a kid and now it's uh, the crazy tourist Mecca for Vortex and crystals
0: and some artwork. There's some art galleries there that are really nice. But is that something that you're... I mean, it, the business side has got to be like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. But the artist side of like... And even like, you know, hey, this is where I grew up mm-hmm. and now it's... Because we used to go to Sedona just because they had the weird McDonald's that was like green yeah, color. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we and, went in the only one in the
2: whole world.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we did go up there to hike. <laughs> yeah. But I think... It, you know what? Now that I think about it, my buddy flew down from uh, Alaska a couple years ago. And the first thing he said was, bro, let's go hike in mm, And he wanted yeah, to do Devil's yeah, Bridge. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Now you got to pay to park and there's a line to get into the Are you serious?
0: Park, yeah. Yeah, we just rolled up last time. Yeah. And this was like three years ago.
1: Yeah. Not like that anymore.
0: <laughs> so what do you see? Because, I mean, judging by... You guys aren't here to see. But judging by, you know, body language and your tone, that's not something you're a fan of, do you see artists going further north or kind of dispersing into like a Prescott, a Flagstaff? I
1: mean, there's art everywhere.
0: Um, it just won't be that same Mecca. I part. think the
1: art world has changed so much because I mean, we like here in Scuso we used to have galleries that lined Main yeah. Street and uh, Marshall Way and half of them are gone. And so, I, you know, a lot of the older collectors um, who appreciate art um, are you know finishing their life cycles right and then we've got the new generations coming up that don't really own anything they don't own their homes they don't no. own music they don't own movies they, they rent everything you know Apple Spotify like think about what you actually own anymore and so it's our job I think as in my generation as you know in my 40s and in, in artists in my generation it's our job to teach people what about why why art is still valuable so it is changing yeah and you know eventually i think when like the millennials grow up and get older and do finally buy a home they might start looking at art in a different way but like it doesn't well, I think the it's, hard not, thing it's too. not there yet
0: i think it's hard too because like like okay i'm moving here in about a month or so. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm 28, I've seen a lot of stuff, I've been in a lot of places, so to me it's a little bit different. Um, You know, even when I was in the Army, I was still going to art shows and stuff Mm -hmm. like that in uh, Georgia and Virginia and stuff, so it's a little bit different for me. But I'm thinking about my younger brother. You know, Mm -hmm. my younger brother's four years younger than me, my other one is five years younger than me. I'm thinking about them, and... If they weren't exposed to me being like, no, buy this, no, you need to, you know, support the artist, you know, buy the merch from the concert, mm-hmm. or stuff like that, I do kind of wonder like, if you're going to get an apartment, is it easier just to go to Target and spend 25 bucks on something where you're like, oh, that's nice, or do you want to pay your first month's rent? Right. You know. Right.
1: Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I think. When you have the money to spend, it's it's nice to go build a relationship with people who are creative. I mean, when you sell art, it is always a transaction and a relationship. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I I can probably name every single person that has bought a piece of my artwork. Really. And I know them somewhat personally, like. Eventually. I've noticed that with yeah. my tattoo artists, because yeah. yeah. a
0: lot of my tattoo artists also mm-hmm. paint or yeah. also draw some, or something. Uh, there's a
1: there's a relationship aspect to artwork, um, and it, and if and if you walk into some place and see something and you get a chance to meet the artist or start following that artist, then all of a sudden you become interested in their lives and why are they painting this and how did they get there and what what you know what inspired them to do this and, and all those things and so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think sell, I think selling anything is a relationship it,
0: art. is no different in that category. That's, you know, I, I so I talked to Tanil on Monday. Wow, that seems like it was last month. Um, I talked to Tanil on Monday, and one thing that I told her was, um, you know, I, I've been on this weight loss journey, and one of the big things was, like, cutting out fast food. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of art now is kind of, you know, Spotify curated playlists. Mm-hmm. And it's collaborations with a designer, but it's not Louis Vuitton, it's Louis Vuitton for H&M. Right. You know, I feel like yeah. there's a lot of things like that, which has its place. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to downplay that because a lot of younger artists, that's how they get their start. Sure. So, but as far as, you know, making people realize that, hey, this is a steak, this is not a hamburger. Right, right. You know, how do you do something like that? How's that- you know, you
1: just talk about it, like... Every artist in here has a story. You just, you just talk about it. You talk about their story, you know? Um, like, we've got some pieces in here right now that are, uh, are textile, like, and why? That's so crazy and so different, you know? Like, what, what made them do that? And then, you know, learning the story. So when we do our uh, first Fridays here at The Hive, I have, every first Friday, well, we almost every first Friday, we have a new show with new artists. And so the artists are here to come meet, to come tell you their process, to come tell you why they're inspired to do what they do. And that's when we generally sell the work. So. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I
0: think more people and this, again, as I get older, it, 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 it you don't realize how much story matters.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Um, even in sports, like my brother, he, he kind of gives me a hard time. I'm a big sports fan. And he kind of gives me a hard time because, you know, he'll, he'll kind of make fun of me and they like, oh, man, well, you know, if, would you even watch this if you didn't know the story? Right. And I'm like, yeah, just like, you know, to me, there are certain things that, like, you might just like painting. You might right. just like, you know, basketball or whatever it is. But he's totally right. Knowing mm-hmm. the story and being like, man, we always lose to this team. And mm-hmm. now we're about uh, to. Makes it better. It does make yeah. it better. Yeah. It does make it better. And that's something that I, so I used to work in IT a lot. Like, seven years I worked in IT. And we knew that eventually everyone's fears of like, oh, like, who's going to take our jobs? I'm like, yes the robots. Yeah. Because you're, you're going to be able to automate almost everything yeah. probably in the next 20 years, but what you can't automate is somebody's story. Yeah. And you can't automate that kind of handmade art, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stories, I mean, stories have been, you know, around since the, the beginning of time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you think about caveman days and hieroglyphs and petroglyphs and all the things that there's always... Oral tradition story. too, which
0: yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Like, imagine, like, when I read uh, Homer for the first time, The Odyssey for the first time, it was like it's a fat book. And then he's like, Yeah, they would just pass this down orally, and then people would make changes. And I'm like, Can you imagine memorizing that whole story? Yeah,
2: right.
0: <laughs> and like telling it so often that like your, you know, your son and then yes. your nephew. That's... Yeah, yeah. Story's been around forever.
1: Yeah. It's, it, it's it's how we relate to each other. So I think art pieces of artwork are stories being told, and that's that's part of the reason why I think people love to collect from artists, they love their story, they love everything, like, you know, I I have, in all of the work that I do, personally, all of my paintings have a story, um, and generally have a philanthropy aspect to it, of some sort, Um, and, you know, I always give my collectors the option to hear the story or not hear the story, some people want to make their own story, some people want to hear your story, Generally speaking, though, I would get mostly, I want to hear the story. Why did you paint this certain tiger? Why did you paint this okay. certain lion? Why did you paint whatever? So, um,
0: I like what you said, though, that they want to make their own story. Yeah, sometimes I do. I, I'm interested. In that. So, like, when you see stuff like that, is it just somebody wants to... I think... Like, somebody I, just ha- kind of has their own idea of yeah, what something is? Yeah, like, it
1: reminds them of something. I saw a piece of artwork um, this last year, and it was a a uh, tree, a big, big canopy tree with a bench in it. Said. It was really simple. And uh, the lady that I sold it to came in and she's like, oh my gosh, like this reminds me of sitting on the park bench with my mom when I was a kid. And that was her story. So I didn't even share my story of why I painted it. <laughs> and my story was completely different. My story was, it was the beginning of the pandemic and I felt so alone and secluded and here was this empty bench with this tree.
0: That's, I, I love that because it's almost the opposite. Yeah. It's almost the complete yeah. inverse, yeah. but yeah. you just kind of leave it up to, you know what, hey, that's, so that's kind of one thing that I've noticed um, has been a debate was what means more the artist's meaning or the observer, I don't, not observer, but you know, the, the, the collector, the buyer, the yeah, artist. the collect. we'll say the collector. But the collector's meaning, and I've always hated that question because like it doesn't matter.
1: I mean, it only matters if you think it matters.
2: <laughs>
0: well, and it, it with like well, who does it mean more to? It's like right. well, that's why I quantify that. So, yeah, but absolutely. also, people interpret things in different ways. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Some people like artworks because they like the colors. Like oh, I've seen five hundred mountain paintings, but I like the mountain painting there because I like the of colors. So like you know, you just never know.
0: Right, yeah, and I yeah. think that's, so I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely like that more with music, mm-hmm. and I've caught myself a few times being one of those music guys where it's like, do you even listen to the lyrics, or do you just <laughs> listen to the? especially right. in hip-hop, just right. because it, there is so much being said there, yeah. but people generally don't hear it. Yeah. And I think that that's interesting because there are some times when it's just like, and even from a creative standpoint, I, I used to think that everything needed to have a meaning and now it's kinda like sometimes it just means that I like it.
2: Yeah,
1: sometimes sometimes it's that simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure.
0: So what do you see as far as in the future with Instagram, with NFTs, with like how do you how do you move with that?
1: It's a good question. I think everybody's asking that. Um, I it's funny that you asked that because I spent I don't know probably a good like three months just kind of learning about nfts this year and going through the process of making one and how do you feel about them um i don't get it okay okay <laughs> i get it in a certain sense like it's a way to to copyright your work um it's a way to protect it even though it's really not because um, there was just a huge theft of nfts yeah because right? control so, c control v and uh, right right right, 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 right. right. You're good, yeah. um i you know i the NFTs that I see are more caricatures or um, moving like, I'm shocked heads that
0: that or... became like I the go-to.
1: Yeah, and what what's the value? Like I don't understand, and that, that's what I need to talk to people who buy them because I, I don't know anybody who buys an NFT yet. I am a guy who and makes them. so, and I but who buys them? And so that's my question is that, and I haven't figured that out yet. So. Well, what's
0: interesting <laughs> to me when you look at like. When you look at NFTs, especially, there is kind of that demographic of, oh, it's this kind of person. And nobody wants to be that kind of person. Like, what I've been seeing is, like, a lot of, like, you know, frat, bank, financial bros. And what do they do with
1: them when they buy them? I don't know. That's my other question. Like, You why? sell them?
0: But to me, what's interesting... So it's is like a
1: trading... It's more like maybe a baseball trade. Yeah, I'm like, is, like, is this like, just... Yeah. Poke-?
0: Well, I had to ask... Like Pokemon. Yeah, I had my partner. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yo, is this just Pokemon? Yeah. And my friend actually had a really, really it's good It's a really idea. good
2: analogy, actually. It's,
0: yeah, when somebody, somebody said it was uh, blockchain Beanie Babies, and I was like, oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, that's right. right. But my friend actually told me, because, you know, we did a whole podcast about it a couple months ago. And because I didn't get it, and I went into it thinking, yo, this is a ripoff, this is stupid. Yeah. And he kind of flipped me because what he was telling me was, yo, don't look at how these big companies are doing like that's the dumb way to do it he's like nine right. times out of ten when you look at a big company doing something they're doing it the wrong way right he's like think about it like this think about he's like all it is is a virtual receipt yeah i'm like okay cool and he's like so if you own this artwork you own the copyright to it mm-hmm. I'm like, okay cool i'm with you and he's like which means that he's a musician he's like as a musician i can sell you my beat. And you can do whatever you want with it and I've already bought it. Right. Like, that makes a lot of sense for me. And a I'm like, okay, yes, cool. Yes. I'm like, but what about an artist? He goes, Bro, they're doing it just like for no reason. He's like, this is how you license shirts. Right. He's like, this is right. how you license merch. This is how you do things right. and the artist is already paid. Right. And he's like, plus once you own it, you can do whatever you want with it. You can flip it, you can do whatever. Right. So I'm like, Okay, cool. I can kinda see yeah. how this works because at that point you don't need to go through anybody else. Right.
1: Yeah, NFTs are like, completely different from fine art. And in I don't my
0: think they're done. I think no. they just kind of gave us like a bunch of cookie dough. I was like, yeah. this is an NFT, and we're like, there's nothing here. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: You didn't even mix the eggs in. It's yeah. just a bowl of stuff, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's still very new.
1: It's still very um, out there a little
0: bit. Is there anything you're excited to see as far as fine art goes?
1: Um, You know, I it's hard to say. Like, because galleries are closing down, Um, and and then I opened one, (laughs) you know, I understand how difficult it is to, uh, find buyers for art because there's so much art out there and there's so much good art out there. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that moving forward for me anyway, it's, it's trying to work with people like designers, interior decorators, like that kind of thing, like you know and then that's yeah, and, that's then, cool. and then proposing you know, buy local art, you know, don't go to Target or IKEA, like, let's let's look at the local artists here and put a price tag on that when you're showing, you know, this space or this home. Or you whatever. know, that's
0: actually a really good idea yeah. if you just had a showing where it's like, I think that would work, yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I think that system makes a lot of sense, yeah, for a lot of reasons too, yeah. because it. It's gonna be more unique than just going to IKEA. Right. Shout out to IKEA's meatballs. I know they're not that good. <laughs> I don't care. They're okay. <laughs> they, they're okay. <laughs> um, I'm half Swedish, so I, you know I have yeah. a lot of Swedish family. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's funny because like my dad and mom can make like really good Swedish meatballs, yeah. and then the meatballs from IKEA were like, I can make it. You know, me and McDonald's both make good burgers right. too. It's like right. you know, it's kind of like that, right. but it's it is different for art just because.
1: What I kind of envisioned a little bit was NFTs, and I I could be completely off base with this, but, so I just did a big commission painting of dolphins. Cool. um, For a couple in California. And uh, that's what I used to build my first NFT, was that image. And so I went in and I learned how to make, you know, I bought the program I learned how to use it, make it move so the water moves, like the dolphins look like they're splashing in the water. And that was my NFT. And then I figured out, you know, all the back end stuff, like how to um, copyright it, how to do all that, how to list it, how to do that. And then it sat there. And that's what I'm like, okay, now what do I do? <laughs> but what I kind of envision for futures, for future art collectors, maybe even future NFT collectors is, um, you know, we have those TVs, you've seen them in like up upper-class homes where they look like just a picture frame. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, like, I could see fine artists going that direction a little bit. Like, if you buy the painting, you have the option to have the actual painting or have the NFT digital version of that painting, and you can show it on that TV, and you can change your artwork out. So for art collectors, that's cool, because then you don't have to store an actual actual canvas or or board or whatever it's painted on. But you have a catalog of different art that you can show for different events, for different
0: uh, yeah, moods, really, for different really good yeah. Art. So
1: I kind of think for fine art that maybe where it maybe where it could it could eventually lead to you know. But I I haven't seen it yet. So um,
0: I can definitely see it going that way. Um, what's been interesting I've noticed is. A lot of hip hop artists have started getting into the fine art side of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's guys that you wouldn't expect, too. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about that is that, like, so this guy, I, I, it's a very famous painting, and I'll, I'll tr- show it to you later, but he made it the cover of his album. Mm-hmm. And on the digital version, like, just like what you're saying, the album cover moves. Mm-hmm. And it looks super cool. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And I'm wondering, too, if, is fine art on the way back just because we have people talking about artists now because yeah. th- that wasn't happening before. We didn't know who a lot of these, you know... Yeah. Like, people who are still doing fine art. Like, we know yeah. Picasso, we know right. Dolly and stuff like that, but we don't even think about, oh, this is still happening.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're never going to, like, shut creatives down. Creatives are always going to create,
0: you know? And I think it's just because fine art isn't the style right now. I think it's coming back. But I think it's just not we, for the past, you know, 10 years have been worshiping, like, Banksy. Right. And it's it's cool. I like a lot of the stuff he does. Um, one of my friends actually does urban art. Yeah, urban art. And he said, bro, it's all stencils. Like, you right. know, who cares? Which, he's right. But, <laughs> but I do think... But he's got an aesthetic
1: that pleases people. And he's got yeah. a message that pleases people, most yeah. people. Or it doesn't. That's kind of the point of art, too, is just to get people talking. Yeah.
0: I think that's what is going to help too, is because I think abstract art has really done crazy things. Like there's a lot of really cool abstract art out there, but I've noticed that even in fashion, people are looking at more abstract art of things. Mm-hmm. Like that's why the you know the the piece that you're working on right there, that's why it's so interesting to mm-hmm. me, is because there is a lot of abstract to it, but you can tell that it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that you're going to see everything kind of cycle back into each other. Yeah, I where,
1: mean, like you said, with fashion, it, it does that anyway. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, art, art never is going to go away completely. You know, there's always going to be a gallery. There's always going to be, you know, um, places to go view art. Like, but uh, what what the future holds for as far as the business side of it, it, it just means to me, so.
0: I've always wondered if you, like, I so I didn't even know until, like, I was probably like thirteen that people bought art from galleries. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just like a museum, and I wonder if there's something like that too, where it's people don't realize that no, you can own this, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. if like if you didn't have the prices of what how much they cost in here, would people even know that uh, that they could buy not. it? Yeah.
1: Probably not. Yeah. That's a good question, but I mean, I mean. Generally speaking, you know, we are a gallery, so generally speaking, people
2: know that galleries are a place
1: that
0: you go purchase things. So. <laughs> I'm interested in seeing as far as, like, the longevity of certain things, too, because I think, I, to me, honestly, you can have Instagram, you can have OpenSea, you can have, you know, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. I don't think it's the same as seeing it with your eyes.
1: Oh, uh, I agree. I don't... I'm an art collector myself, and I don't buy anything that I haven't actually stood in front of. <laughs> really? So everything yep. you,
0: like there's nothing like sight unseen that you just. I,
1: no, unless I know the artist. Yeah. And I've seen their work up close. Okay. Um, if I if I know their work and I know their quality, then yeah, maybe. But everything that I own right now in my collection is all stuff that I've stood in front of before.
0: It's it's different. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. there there was a debate a while ago of. Uh, It was a very silly debate. I play a lot. I'm a big gamer, so it's a very, very silly debate. But I'm here for silly debates. (laughs) I support silly debates wholeheartedly. They said, does it count as beating a video game if you didn't play it and you only watched it on YouTube? And I was like, no, what kind of question is that? But there's a lot of people who were saying, yeah, you finished it, right? And I kind of think that like well just because you saw a picture of the Louvre does not mean that you've experienced everything that that has to offer. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you've seen you're going to notice that a camera can only do so much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cameras with artwork especially cameras are hard to show, you know, brush strokes or palette. Yeah. Movement or, you know, I mean even like with graphite there's there's texture in the paper that's made out of graphite. You know, and so I didn't understand
0: why our, the medium mattered yeah, until yeah. I started like, looking at different art classes yeah. and noticing, oh, this is oil, and, oh, yeah. this is, like, you're saying graphite, yeah. this is ink, this is, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, taking photos of your work is important, but it also flattens it, like, you can't, yeah, you can't see all that. You know? I do a lot of work with um, resin lately, and um, I, have to phot- I have to photograph my work before I resin it because of the glare from just, Light outside, lights inside, whatever. It's hard to photograph from, for me, and so. But even if I was successful at it, you wouldn't be able to tell in a photograph that
0: it was shiny. You know who taught me about that? Um, and this is actually something that you would not expect, you know, as far as fine art goes. Mm-hmm. That I think another reason why it's coming back. Have you ever watched those art restoration videos on YouTube? Yeah. yeah. If okay. you haven't, I understand. They're like four hours long. <laughs> like, I have a
1: good friend who's a. a Started his career as a restoration. guy,
0: so yeah. Cause I think when you actually see what it really looks like and how much goes into it, mm-hmm. I think that's changed a lot of people's perspective too. Yeah. yeah. Um there is one, it was I cannot remember the painting, I can't remember the video, but it all looked like a brownish orange. Mm-hmm. And then when the you know, when the guy who was restoring it actually restored it, really like beautiful blues and greens mm-hmm. and it was just years of wear and tear yeah. and oxidization yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. that's yeah.
0: probably actually you know how you're gonna save not save, but like how you're gonna you know do stuff with NFTs is hey man you don't have to worry about oxidation yeah
1: I mean there's lots of positives to it I can I can see that for sure but,
0: but again it kind of goes away once you talk once you start talking about oh well I have to photograph it you know, it's not going to yeah. be the same as having... You,
1: don't, you know, you don't see all the fun, all the fun intricate intri- intri- details that they that you do, you know, like, like this artist over here, you can't see it, obviously, on, on this podcast, but um, the one with the white in the middle, she painted yeah. her hands. <laughs> oh, really? She doesn't use a brush, but look at how much movement is in that piece, and, and you, wouldn't, you wouldn't catch that, I don't think, in a, in a photo.
0: It would look like glare.
1: <laughs> it just looks like. Like, right Uh, now, there's a lot of... What's that on my phone, man? Yeah, like, right now, I feel
0: like there's a lot of depth in there and stuff,
1: but the camera just changes it so
0: much, so... It does. It it, does. It's funny, too, because even pictures of pictures. Yeah. It just doesn't...
1: No, there's not. The vibrancy, the depth, all of that stuff is off. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not not quite... And I think that, too, is what kind of made me appreciate a lot of these things more is... um, I, I don't like, I don't I don't want to say that, you know, people are just messing up their art, but, like, I like the little, like, mistakes that mm-hmm. you see. Mm-hmm. Like, I got one of my tattoos is, um, I thought that he was going to start on the outside of my peck, and he started on the inside, and so there's, like, a mark mm-hmm. where I jumped because oh, I wasn't ready nice. for it, you know? And I kind of wonder how many times an artist <laughs> is doing something, like, yeah. a kid yelled, or, like, yeah. you know, a cat, like, yeah. ran by or yeah. something like that, and you just, you don't get that same Yeah. Yeah. that same energy
1: yeah. yeah that's true i had i did a piece um a while back and it was an american buffalo a bison and uh it was on a piece of wood and i resined it and i left it you know when you resin a piece you have to like let it cure for 24 hours before okay. you really want to handle it and uh, i came back in to check it like the next day so it was still curing um, but a fly had landed in the resin and got stuck and died in the resin <laughs> and i was like oh well, yeah, that stays. I mean, it's part of the piece now, so and it makes sense. I mean, bison are covered with spice, so
2: <laughs> it yeah. makes
1: sense, right? But um, but that was a happy accident, like as Bob Ross used to yes. say, happy little accident. Um, so yeah, well, it, it you missed that part of it, I think, and the story behind it. And again, it comes back to the story. For me.
0: <laughs> that I I, think, I love those stories too because I like seeing how. Art made itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's like I said, I, I hang out with a lot of musicians, and sometimes it's like a, a great example from a very popular musician. Uh, Kanye West had a song a couple years ago where he did the drums mm-hmm. and he just said, bah, 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 bah! Mm-hmm. and people were like, Yo, why did you do that on the drums? And his answer was, I couldn't figure out how to make the drums work on the sound without compression or without you know, the compression being off. Right. So I just did it. Yeah. And it was a test and then someone heard it and they were like, No, that's gotta stay. Yeah, we're gonna use that. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's one of the coolest parts of art is something where it's like, This blue is really weird, you know, with this black yeah. or this purple is really you know, screw it, yeah. we're just gonna do something different. Different, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's um I'm a
1: big Aerosmith fan and uh, Sweet Emotion at the very beginning yeah. of that song. You know, the maraca sound, the ch 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 sound? Um, apparently, the day that they went in to record that uh, track, he forgot, uh, Stephen Tyler forgot his maracas, and he's like, well, we can't do this song without that sound. And they're like, well, we've only got the studio for, you know, so many hours, and we don't have time for you to go retrieve them. Right. And uh, so he went into, like, the break room and grabbed two packets of sugar, and what you hear on the actual recording <laughs> in the microphone is the sugar in the packet.
0: And it's things <laughs> like that that kind of make you realize, like, sometimes you step back.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Sometimes cool, right? you just, yeah. But again, that's a story. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And it
1: makes you appreciate that song even more. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's
0: sugar. <laughs> so what's your favorite art story? I know that that's oh. very all-encompassing, but if you had to pick, gosh. or you know what, you know, let's not do favorite, because favorite's not fun. Everybody always, like, talk, oh, who's the best and what's your favorite? That's not fun. Mm. What's the one that's jumped out at you the most?
1: My own or other people? Yes. Okay.
0: Just, yeah, whatever Whatever one is, like, that's the one that you want to pass on to, like, your great, great grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: Well, I'll tell one of my own experiences just because it was pretty awesome. Um, I I paint a lot of wildlife, and I paint from my own experiences. So I travel and view wildlife in their natural habitats. And then I come home, and I uh, use my sketches and my journal entries, and I start creating my series of work. And so, uh, my very first time I went to Africa, we were on a game drive and it was almost nighttime. And there was a leopard up in the tree with a kudu kill. And, oh, wow. and underneath the tree was a two different uh, prides of lions, two lionesses with a bunch of their cubs. And and it was getting dark and it was getting dark. So we had the spotlight up in the tree and we were kind of just watching the scene. And uh, I had my camera, but it was. Too dark to really get any good photos, so yeah. just enjoying, you know, just watching nature. Um, and the lady next that was sitting next to me, we no, keep in mind we're in an open uh, Land Rover, right? So no top, no, no door. Oh yeah, outside. yeah, like the G board. Okay, uh-huh. so. And so she taps me on the leg and she goes, Look to your left very slowly, and I was like, Okay. And I looked to my left and there is this lioness's head right here. I could have I, I mean I saw her whiskers like and I could have touched her nose. And she was just staring at me. And we like a shared dog. It's a like, moment. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you know, like, she was just right like, there. Yeah. Hey, man. Now, if I had reached out her, I would not have an arm. Sure. <laughs> um, but um, she, she, we shared this like crazy moment, and as she walked away, I got some photos of her and stuff. And when I came back from that trip, that was the first piece I started. And I started it, and I didn't like. I got like halfway through it, and I didn't like where I was going, so I stuck it on the wall, and it lived on the wall for two years while I painted the rest of the series, sold almost the rest of the series, started a new series, and finally one morning I woke up, like I just had this epiphany, and I'm like, I know what I'm gonna do with this piece, so I took it off the wall, dusted it off, finished it that night, and two days later we were on our way to Santa Fe to do a show, and it was the first piece that sold, and it was still wet. Wow. But it took two years in the making in my mind to create the scene that I wanted to create.
2: Um,
1: and it, apparently, you know, that's what it needed. So. <laughs> so.
0: I think that, I mean, those stories like that are, again, why I love hanging out with artists yeah. and why I love talking to <laughs> artists. Because you hear stuff where it's like, yeah, it, it, you know, I had to stop. And mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that doing art has taught me. Um, well, I mean, it, it's weird because, so what I do, and I've mentioned this before, and none of you guys have found it, <laughs> and I'm very upset, because I, I also haven't been on it in a long time, because, for a similar reason, so, um, I have this Instagram page that I think I might have actually legitimately told one person about Okay. Um, so you're to tell me later, right?
1: Maybe, we'll see. <laughs> um,
0: I've only told maybe one person and it's because when i was when i was younger when i was in high school i um there's a lot of like really looking well a lot of like just weird stuff mm-hmm. in my life so i had you know family die my dad was you know deployed a lot i was in a new place mm-hmm. and that was kind of the first time i experienced like oh hey this is depression dude like you are like this is bad mm-hmm. and so a friend of mine um she's like dude you can't live like this and she gave me a notebook She's like, I just want you to write, and I don't want, you don't have to tell me anything, right. just write. Okay. And when I write it, write it you can tell i go to with words. <laughs> when I wrote, it just all came out as rhymes. Okay. And the weird thing is, like, I think that's what got me deeper into music was my appreciation for um, just how things sound. Mm-hmm. So my mom, my mom's from the city of Chicago, and... For her her dad listened to like a ton of music mm-hmm. like his music collection stupid yeah. it's like records and then yeah. cds and then yeah. it, it's his collection is insane and it was a lot of you know 70s you know Joni Mitchell sure. Kenny Loggins who's the best you know awesome. yeah. um Prince who yeah. I have a theory about Prince and then my mom got into a lot of you know Again, 80s in Chicago, Uh a lot of house, a lot of, you know, stuff like that. And then my dad, 80s guy who grew up, you know, listening to Aerosmith, Metallica, Judas Priest, all that. So I grew up with hearing all these different sorts of music. So when I got older, it was, oh, I I started listening to EDM, because this is like 2003, 2004 now. So EDM was singing Mm -hmm. singing certain golf. Started listening to a bunch of hip-hop, but to me, I didn't want to hear... Now, I appreciate it now for what it is, but I didn't want to hear, like, oh, that's this hip-hop. This is, you know, because I grew up listening to, like, a lot of underground stuff, especially in California, a lot of underground. And so, just lyrics mean Mm -hmm. so much to me, where it's, like, your beat can sound nice, but I want to hear what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And so, as I wrote, that's kind of what I gained an appreciation Mm -hmm. for, is, like, yo, it's hard to write this. Especially because, it's funny, in real life, I swear all the time. (laughs) When I write, I never swear. Yeah. Because, to me... Not even that. I want to challenge myself. Right. It's it's easy. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that rhymes with damn. Right, right. I'm like, oh man, this is easy. Like, and to me, and no disrespect to the guy, to guys who swear in their in their music. That's whatever. I I don't care. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. to me at all. But I think when I started writing, it kind of came out as like, oh okay, cool. This is how this feels to create something. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted. I never knew what I wanted to be. I wanted to play football. I wanted to play basketball. And I, would, I was always writing. And this secret page that I, that I made on Instagram, that again, very disappointing you guys. <laughs> it was a, I don't think I've even said what it is.
1: Well, then how are they supposed
0: to find it? I don't, well, <laughs> there is a way. There is a way. <laughs> you, it's because I'm kind of doing a little bit of an ARG, like an augmented reality game with it mm-hmm. too, but it hasn't fully developed. So it's like, you talk about, you know, we were talking about like, you know, raw cookie dough earlier. Yeah. Yeah. this is, there's eggs and there's flour, yeah. and all I did was throw a bunch of chocolate chips mm-hmm. in the bowl. That's what that is, but I found a bunch of cool graphic design and graphic mm-hmm. art from Reddit, Instagram, and all these places, and I write how it makes me feel. Mm-hmm. But the way that I write it is from the perspective of a very particular character. Okay. And I've noticed that there are some times when I'm like, I know I'm, for, I'm forcing it. Mm-hmm. Because to me, you know, in my mind, which is funny because how I am with the rest of my life, but like how regimented, like, yo, if you're a rapper, it is 16 bars, right. three verses, right. a hook. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then now I've kind of been experimenting with, well, what if we did 24 bars? Right. What if we did AABB, AABB? What if we did A B A B C C C? CCC? You know, like, what if we test it? What if we use the same word? Because I hate using the same word twice. But well, what if we use the same word as the hook? And remember, you can't swear. Yeah. You know, so I, it's been challenging to do that. And the thing that I've learned about patience is just like, dude, you're not in a rush anymore. Right. You don't have a deadline to do it. That's why, that's another reason why I love it being a secret is because I haven't <laughs> touched it in maybe like two months. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And... Yeah,
1: that painting's been on the wall for two
0: years. Yeah. And I think just... People the, would ask me, too,
1: what are you going to do with that? I'm like, I don't know.
0: Oh, yeah. Isn't that the most freeing thing It's like to just not start know a, something? I don't know.
1: Like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I've seen people sell unfinished yeah. work.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's just like, no, I like how it is. And you're like, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. There
1: was no place to go with it, so that's where it ended up. But, yeah. I mean, there's been tons of those in my life that just didn't go anywhere.
0: It's funny, too. Or painted yeah. over.
1: Or, you know, yeah, and I, over. I think
0: the fun part yeah. of that is, you know, there's <laughs> times when I've completely where I've come up with, like, yo, this is a dope two bars. Mm -hmm. And then I leave it, and I'm like, that wasn't a dope two bars, (laughs) you know? Like, I'm done with this. But heck.
1: Do you know um, Billy Joel, uh, Scenes from an Italian Restaurant? You know that song? Yeah. Yeah. That's four different songs he started. So next time you listen to it, (laughs) go and listen. And there's four different stories in that song. And then he meshed them together to make one song. So interesting. (laughs) It is,
0: and just because you can tell, like, there's some songs, so you can tell, like, how frustrated they were. It's like, Mm -hmm. we gotta do this another take, and then eventually you're like, dude, this is what Um, we're gonna do. Yeah, I
1: thought that was interesting. I heard an interview with him. I love, as an artist and a creative,
0: I love listening to interviews with uh, musicians, because they're always fascinating to me, but, um... Have you watched Tiny Desk yet? No, not yet. The NPR's Tiny Desk? Oh my god, it's... I think it's honestly the best thing that's happened to music since Napster. Cool, I'll check it just out. Just because yeah. you want to talk about telling stories, mm-hmm. they they don't tell you to tell stories. Right. They're like, but it's literally like this size, and you've got musicians, and sometimes they tell stories. Like Usher was just on, and he brought a full band again to so something about this size. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he was telling stories like, yeah, this is something that you know really put me on the map, and honestly, I didn't think that it would really go that far, mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. blah mm-hmm. and, just it adds so much depth to yeah. It. yeah
1: see it goes back to stories
0: yeah <laughs>
1: goes back to stories but it always does yeah. it always
0: yeah it always does yeah so besides you you mentioned music what other um what other kind of mediums of art do you appreciate oh. not not necessarily from like a oh i like movies mm-hmm. perspective but mm-hmm. from a like oh this is going to help me create perspective oh uh,
1: well i i listen to music a lot i think I was always, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be on stage. I always wanted to sing. I cannot, I cannot sing a note to save my life. Nobody wants to hear it, so, so, it's okay. But I appreciate it so much, so, I don't know, I mean, I love all types of art, you know? Like, there, what, what's not to love? I, you know, like, written
2: word, like, yeah.
1: you know, spoken word even, some of it I yeah, like, yeah. and, um... Photography music. I mean you name it like authors, you know, just all sorts of stuff. My
0: brother wants to be a screenwriter and I've been and I was watching a lot of screenwriter videos Mm -hmm. with him and he was asking me like hey, why do you watch all these like You don't want to be a screenwriter? That's Mm -hmm. a valid question. And to me it was well, I have a bunch of ideas for stories just Mm -hmm. kind of in general and I really want to eventually get to the point where I can make music that tells stories, and framing it as a movie makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: I find um, I'm really inspired by just other people's stories for sure. You know, like I think that's part of the reason why I travel so much is because I get to go meet locals in different communities that get to tell me their stories, and then I get to kind of um, use that as inspiration to create what I create. So like, you know, like I'm, I take people, um, for the last 10 years now, I've been taking groups to Africa and, and teaching oh, wow. them about animal conservation and why it's so important. And uh, this, this coming up October, uh, I get to take a whole group of people with my business partner, uh, Susan Rich, Richie Smith, who, uh, she's a great photographer. But we are taking a group of people and we're spending a whole day with the ProVet Wildlife team to go help them uh, dehorn a rhino or tag a cheetah or whatever they need to do that day and learn from what they're seeing and come back and teach other people and, and try to build an understanding about conservation in a, in a, in a real way you know okay. so um, but again that's their stories that they're sharing with me that I can now pass on to you and through my art or through words or whatever like you know on Instagram even <laughs> like you know we, we tell those stories to help Um, to help inspire other people to come and help do the work
0: when it comes to the conservation I have a theory Mm -hmm. and it's not quite airtight I know that but I have a theory that most people believe strongly in one thing Mm -hmm. and it's very hard to you know have your attention in other places Mm -hmm. like I'm not saying that you can only support one cause Mm -hmm. I'm saying that most people have only one cause that like really hits them that way so like You've mentioned conversation, conservationism, <laughs> yeah. really good with words, remember? <laughs> conservationism a lot. And what like, got you What got you into that? And how, when did you decide to kind of make that like, oh, I can do, I can push this with my art? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: the first time I did go to Africa, uh, the, my um, safari guide, uh, his name is Lennox, he's still a very good friend of mine, but he uh, was working with the Africa Foundation which is a global nonprofit, and they, um, they help sustain communities in different ways. Okay. And so he took us into one of the little communities near where we were staying in our lodge and um, walked us through a project they were fundraising for at the time. And it was this school, it was an elementary school. And oh, okay, cool. uh, some of the kids, you know, like, I mean, it was, it was very, very, very a poor little community at the time. Um, it was thatched roofs, mud huts, that kind of thing, you know, all dirt, um, some kids had clothes, some, you know, some had jackets, some didn't have shoes. Like, you know, it was, it was that type of scene. And we go in and, um, we learned that, uh, kids get their one meal a day at school generally. And their kitchen was a pot with rocks underneath it and that fed 500 kids every day. (laughs) <laughs> and so they were fundraising for a kitchen, which would be a safe place for them to cook food, right. handle food, you know, it um, from the elements, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So that there's not dirt in their food, <laughs> like, you know, just things that we all would take for granted. And so um, when we left there, I told Lennox, I said, I really want to help do something with this. You know, who do I talk to? So he put me in touch, gave me the name of who I would talk to here in the States and uh, we fundraised one of my paintings. We auctioned it off and we raised enough money to help be part of that project, oh, wow. and helped build that school kitchen. And so seven years later, the second time I got to go back, I got to walk through that kitchen yeah. and talk to the kids. And they were so grateful and so appreciative that thank you for helping us. And um, they just love learning. And they now this whole like community that was dirt and these little you know mud houses, were paved roads and some little businesses and now they feed a thousand kids and all of this. So what happens for me, for them first, is that, you know, uh, we'll, we'll look at a project and once that project is done, in South Africa anyway, like say for instance the school, the government will then bring in running water and electricity and pay the teachers who are volunteering. And so then, what happens is all the people from around in different villages hear that and come here because they want their kids to be fed, be educated, in a safe right. environment. And so, and then all of a sudden, these little businesses pop up. And and when we do these projects, you know, we're hiring people that are in the villages to do the work. You know, we're buying the supplies in Africa, like so it's all sustainable for that community. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, and for me, since I'm such an animal conservationist, I um, know that these kids. Who are going to grow up are going to grow up to be leaders of their own world and their own country and protect what they know to be true. That is so important in their whole country is is the tourism and the animals and the land and you know because there is no land like Africa anymore in the whole world. Not with that much empty land. Yeah. <laughs> and they know they have to preserve it. They just don't know how. So the, my
0: hope. That's kind of how it is. So, i say say that, I grew up mostly in Hawaii, yeah. and um, that was the thing that really stuck to me the most, is, like, they taught us, as little kids, like, mm-hmm. I was there from, like, maybe third grade to my freshman year, they taught us about respecting the island, mm-hmm. you know, and taking care of the land, and making sure that if you pick up a seashell, you put down a seashell. Yeah. If you pick up a rock, you put down a yeah. rock. Like, yeah. Like, you can't you know, no littering, no, nothing
1: like that. Well, this is really important work in Africa that we're doing um, because a lot of, like, so uh, right now the rhino horn, ground up rhino horn, is uh, worth more than gold or silver. And it's, it's because of a non-existing reason, like some, somebody in China, a princess or somebody said that it was either an aphrodisiac or... know it helps sexually or it was cured cancer one of those things or Mm -hmm. all those things have been mentioned but um, the poachers generally end up being the people who live there and they're they need to feed their families and so they get paid to go um, you know kill these animals for the horn so they can pay their you know pay for their families and feed their families so our hope is that we create the sustainable villages that they get to learn and have other skills and then go and feed that back to their communities.
0: Yeah, and that, that's mm-hmm. the hard thing is that you can't always be patient in no. a situation. Oh, like this
1: is going to be a very long time. In,
0: in yeah, time. well, and, yeah. and like that poacher, that like it sounds yeah. bad, you know, people, oh man, well, we, we, we got to stop poachers. It's like, well, yeah, a lot of these guys, like you said, they're from there. Yeah. And, and they don't um,
1: want to, but they have to feed their family. I mean, yeah, and yes, if you have do or die. a right now
0: choice mm-hmm. of a, and the wildest thing to me is that like, 500 bucks.
1: Yeah. They don't
0: get much. You know, no. and you're going to flip it for 20,000, 30,000, yeah. you know, and okay. that guy's going to flip it for, but right. it's just one of those things where it's just like, again, back to the, you know, a, a different type of patience, but that patience of like, if we can push this, maybe, maybe he can't stop. No. But maybe his kid won't. Won't maybe do his it. Right. Kid, exactly. You know?
1: Exactly. So, yeah. So I think, um, you know, that as far as being an artist for me anyway, um, and, and, from wildlife and nature that, that's what fuels me is do you consider
0: it like political or social work then?
1: definitely social okay some of it's political i mean we have to work with the african government the, yeah, the foundation yeah. does you know um i don't personally because I, you know they work with the foundation but um but i, I i've understood a lot more now just because yeah. i've been there and talked to people and you know so it's, it's pretty, it's pretty important most, work, I think. And I
0: think most art does get better when it does have a little bit of weight yeah, added to it. Yeah. And yeah. It, again, goes back to the story.
1: Yep, always. Goes back to the story. <laughs> always.
0: So what do you have coming up that you want to plug? Anything that you're uh, coming up.
1: About? Well, coming up, um, I help, I'm part of the committee that started the art program at the Phoenix Zoo. And we have some exciting news coming up, so everybody should be paying attention to the Phoenix Zoo within the next year. Um, We actually have the very first art program in any zoo in the country. And we're teaching people through uh, many different artists about nature and conservation and all that stuff. The Phoenix Zoo is actually really good uh, at conservation and helping animals.
0: That's very interesting to me because... um, the idea of a zoo in the desert, yeah, yeah, and even more so an aquarium in the desert. I yeah, don't. yeah, yeah, unless you want to go for another hour and a half. Yeah, no, just <laughs> that's a, a whole brand. nother that's-
1: talk. That's a whole nother talk. But um, but the Phoenix Zoo, uh, is um, accredited zoo. They uh, they are big with animal conservation. They help save species. They they do they do a lot of good work. So I'm um, spoiled too,
0: because I lived in Monterey when I was a Yeah, aquarium. oh of and course. So Monterey yeah. Bay Aquarium. Yeah. It's like that's all they do. Yeah. yeah. It's just like I, you know what's funny, they even have like in part of their aquarium they have like no, this is where we let the animals out. Yep, yeah, no. I've seen
1: it. It's great, it's a great yeah. aquarium. That place is awesome, it's awesome, I love that place. Yeah. Um, so excited about that. And then as far as the gallery here at the hive goes, um, starting in September is our new uh, s- uh, you know, season basically, and so every first Friday we're gonna have a new show. And uh, with yeah, up what two weeks? Uh, no, that's August, we're not doing it in August, oh, it's too okay. hot, so September. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but we will have a new show up, and I'm taking uh, calls for new art right now, so that's on my Instagram page at Howland Studios Gallery. So if you're an artist who might want to submit some work, that's where you can awesome. find the information on the bio. Um, and so yeah so we're excited to start that and then this october like i said i get to take a group to africa and come back with some new stories about where do you go in africa um, i got a
0: couple friends out that way
1: uh we're going to be in south africa in this trip
0: that's where my friends are. and then
1: part of uh the, the group is going on to kenya um, i'm not able to join them for that part this time but last time we also did kenya it was pretty awesome cool. so yeah that's been yeah. on
0: the bucket list i definitely want to go to africa yeah. God, we've been looking at Ghana, south africa and Kenya. nice yeah Egypt too, that'd be kinda of dope. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> my my dream trip, um God it would take so much money to do this. I'd have to <laughs> win the lottery to do this, but it's uh it's <laughs> Casablanca, mm-hmm. Marrakech, Nice I think uh-huh. is next. <laughs> Milan. Yes.
1: That's going to be an expensive
0: one. Uh, you know what? I priced it out. It's not hard to get there. No.
1: It's just living there. It's hard there, to yeah. be there for
0: yeah. more than like three yeah. days and not spend Yeah. thousands. Yeah.
1: No, that's true. But, you know, you'll get there. Maybe a little at a time. You'll get there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I, <laughs> I, I, I told my like, yo, when we get like stupid rich off of winning the lotto mm-hmm. or something, all that money is going straight to... <laughs> yeah going yeah. well, straight to that yeah. trip, but uh, yeah. I appreciate it, April. Thank you for sitting with us. I appreciate especially especially because uh I think technically you guys are close to
1: it. Um technically I am, but that's okay. Uh I was it was I was happy to do it and I can't wait to hear uh how it sounds. But before we go, I have one question to ask yes. you. <laughs> what in the future, as far as art goes, and we're talking like paintings or sculpture or something like that what do you see yourself buying because you're a young man what do you see yourself buying or do you see yourself buying anything?
0: wall art for sure yeah wall art for sure okay. sculptures are a little bit tougher to yeah. do just because it's
1: but you see yourself buying from an artist oh right? yeah, that yeah, you know, yeah or that you appreciate or I've
0: bought some prints from artists before mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of guys who do graphic design mm-hmm. and who do that style but there is a... Um, my my background is very interesting because I have a lot of tech background. Okay, yeah. And so you're
1: probably attracted to that more graphic kind of style. Not necessarily,
0: no. though. Because okay. at the same time, you got to realize, oh, we are like, taking computer classes in Hawaii. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's that dichotomy. Yeah. And I think there is something to be... For me personally, it was like, when I have a house, mm-hmm. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also considered... like. Hey, what if instead of like just buying a print, what if I just called an artist and I was like, "Yo, oh, that wall's yours, too. Yeah, that's awesome. That'd be great. You know, like mm-hmm. how cool would yeah. something like that be? Yeah. I think something like that would be really, really yeah. awesome. Cool. Um, I, I want to do something different, and there's um, those pieces, the, the mm-hmm. more physical, you know, mm-hmm. pieces. Something like that, I think, would be awesome. But I, I do want it to. I, I love working with the artists. The company I just started it, um, with nine of my friends. But it's, it's called currency exchange. And the whole point is getting local artists out there. Oh, awesome. So like marketing and branding as yeah. far you know, I can do websites yeah. and my buddy can make NFTs and we got somebody else who holds events nice. and we got people who, obviously, the podcast. Nice, and yeah. There's things like that. So we want to help people with that. Awesome. You know, um, like I said, I'm a big sports fan. I grew up playing sports my whole life. To me, this is college sports. Yeah, that's great. It's, yo, let me get you... Here. Yeah. Like, okay, musician, you are you got some cool mixtapes, but nobody's listening to them. Let's hold an event for you. Right. Let's right. get you signed by, I mean, don't go with a record label if you don't have to. Right. Keep your money. Right. Don't sign a 360 deal. Right. But, like, <laughs> let's get you signed with a big label like that. Like, if yeah. that's what you want to do.
1: Well, it's refreshing to hear uh, your generation talking about art and keeping it alive, so thank you for that. Yeah, we,
0: it's, mm-hmm. the problem is, as it usually is, it's economic. Mm -hmm. If you're giving me a choice between I got to eat and I got to do this.
1: Absolutely. You got to
0: have to eat first. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're all on the same boat there. I also think (laughs) it's different. Like a a lot of my, a lot of the art that I own is on my body, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, Um, especially when I talk to an artist, I talk to them and I'm like, listen, you're the artist at the end of the, at the end of the day. There's a reason why I chose you. And not some something off the wall. Very I cool. wanted you know you to do something. Very with it. So cool. Glad to hear that. I think it. I you're right. You're completely right. Art isn't dead. Fine art is interesting to me because mm-hmm. you no know one's doing a great job. Actually, mm-hmm. Phoenix Art Museum. Oh yeah, Wonderful. doing an yeah. amazing job. Is not that expensive? Mesa Art Center art. too. Yes, mm-hmm. I used to live down that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mesa Art mm-hmm. Center too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not. It's not super expensive to get it into. No. I think it's like ten dollars for a visit yeah. but on Wednesdays, Wednesdays it's free or something like that. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> I think they do a really good job of yeah. like showcasing
1: fine art. You don't appreciate
0: it. And you don't need to, you know, be the kind of ascot wearing, you know, tea with a no. pinky out kind of guy to no. appreciate art. It's yeah. just you can go to the museum and just be like, Oh, that's cool. hmm Be inspired. Oh, is, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that's it, but I, I think you're going to see, oh, uh, yeah, that one's Usually when I record, it's a uh, dog's barking. I'm like, yo, can you stop? Like, the mic picks you guys up, man. <laughs> Even when you're downstairs, you got a deep bark, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, but no, it's, it's exciting. It, it is exciting to see galleries, too, because I think with my generation, there's kind of a collective understanding of, like, yo, I don't want to eat McDonald's. Right. Yo, like Cheesecake Factory is cool, like if there's nothing else to do. Right. I think people are starting to see, like, and this is actually an issue I have. Fe- I almost moved out of Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I almost move out of Phoenix like every year. I'm like, yo, I'm done, this is it. Mm-hmm. But what's starting to pop off in Phoenix that I'm super pumped about is there's so many local spots. Yeah. Or regional. I'll give you regional too. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily from Arizona, but you're from California. Right. Or, you know, that kind of gets passed too. Uh, but there's so many local spots that I'm starting to see that are interesting. Yeah, and it so was many. not like that no, before. that's what I mean. It's changing. It Phoenix is. is
1: changing quite a little, quite a bit in a good way, I think. So, yeah. And, and hopefully,
0: the identity. I love Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I love that city. I'm there a lot. I will be there this summer. Um, no, not really in the summer. Like early September, I'll be mm-hmm. out there uh, for a little bit. I got friends out there. I love that city, but I don't want it to be Los Angeles i don't want it to be chicago i don't want it to be atlanta i don't want it to be houston because those places exist mm-hmm. we don't need, take you know take cues from okay well how did we get a lot of art in atlanta well we paid people to make movies here
2: yeah
0: you know what i mean like yeah. Yeah. that's what they did yeah. straight up you know yeah. how did we get art in la pretty much the same thing honestly yeah. Yeah. you know in new york it, there's just so many people there and everyone you know it, mm-hmm. it's hard not to make up with that many people yeah so you know, obviously take cues from that, but also look at smaller cities. When I lived in Virginia, the art scene was insane just because the artists all supported each other. Right. Like in Virginia Beach, Virginia, Newport News. Shout out to everybody in Seven Five Seven. But in that area, you don't even think about art until you realize that hey, Pharrell's from there, right. Franklin's from there, T's yeah. from there. Yeah. And now like all these people, and then you're like, wow, how are they? All coming from this little place, well it's because they support each other. Yeah, exactly. And I think Phoenix could do that, but the city's kind of gotta get, get over themselves.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I have a good friend of mine working on that part of it too. So I think I think we're on that I think that we're on that trajectory. So. I think we are too. Yeah. I
0: think we're too yeah. I'm excited to see how Mesa Art Center really grows. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is different than Scottsdale. Yeah. It's wonderful. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that actually is it's better than okay. That's the way it should be. It should be where it gives you a different flavor. Yes. You know? And that, I think that's what it, what I'm seeing now. Eventually, I would love to move back to Hawaii just because it's unmatched. You can't you can't beat it. You know? mm-hmm. it and there's always that. You know, if you were able to find a place in Sedona, I'm sure you'd be like, okay. eh. Hey, if I
1: could move to Hawaii, I would do it too. So I understand that.
0: But, yeah, appreciate um, you coming in. though. That, that's a good question. I love when people ask me questions because yeah. no one ever does. Mm. And so every now and then I'm like, Oh, dude. Oh, okay. you're it. I like the challenge. I yeah. like Oh, damn, you Good. made everything. Good. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. Thank, um, you. thank you for listening this long. You, yeah, you do it. Pull an hour?
1: Yeah, easy. Uh, yeah, it, it was. It easy was. peasy.
0: Appreciate this.
1: Here is, I don't know if you list any um, websites or anything, but this is the adventure artist um, travel business that I do on the side. Oh, awesome. And yeah. then. Um, I'm so
0: glad I didn't hit stop recording.
1: Yeah, and then this is my personal web page and stuff, so.
0: <laughs> I love the style too. Thanks. I love the style. Thanks. Yeah. I'll definitely, yeah, so I will definitely post these. Um, oh, thanks. I will definitely cool. post these.
2: Cool. Alright, I
0: appreciate you guys listening.
2: Thank you. Peace.